People have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event called Work On Your Game Live will be taking place February 3rd and 4th, 2023, here in beautiful, sunny Miami, Florida, where it's 80 degrees and sunny every single day. If you want to get in person the live game that I talk about here on this show all the time, the mindset, the strategy, the accountability, the execution, meet me directly, work with me directly for two full days. If you want to meet other like-minded people who are serious about working on their game, Go to workonyourgame.live, get your ticket to the event. It's two full days here in Miami. I will see you at Work On Your Game Live. Again, that is workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to this event. This is an event that you do not want to miss. If you want a reason to travel to Miami in the middle of the winter, if you want a reason to invest in yourself for your personal and professional development, you want a reason to take your game to the next level when it comes to your mentality, your strategies, your plans of actions, your systems for executing, and getting things done so you can produce results in this results-based business we call life. Go to workonyourgame.live, get your ticket, and I will see you at the event. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Just because someone has been doing something for a long time does not necessarily mean that they are good at it. Stay all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Trailday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work. Putting yourself out there, even when the success you're expecting to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that boosts any one of us, including yourself. It's going to make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is leapfrog theory. We're going to talk about leapfrog theory. Now explain what that means, of course, in a moment, then we'll get into the topic. But before we do that, let me tell you, when I have a daily motivation text message, I send out free of charge to everyone who's in my text community. This is a message that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. If that sounds like where you're aiming, that sounds like where you're going, it sounds like where you want to be, then here's what you do. Text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation text message, you'll be receiving that message straight to your phone free of charge every single morning. Number is listed down below in the show notes as well. And I'll also remind everyone, if you haven't gotten your free copy of my book, The Third Day, go get it at thirddaybook.com. And if you are a person who's ready to go 
to the next level after the books and you want to work with me directly, let me tell you, first of all, you should watch my 45 minute training. This is for those of you who are business minded specifically about increasing the revenue in your business. We have different ways of doing that. I'm going to tell you the five steps to increase income in your business without running yourself into the ground in the process of doing it, because I know many of you are probably doing a lot of hard work already. So I'm not just going to tell you how to work harder. I'm going to tell you how to work smarter and do this in a process driven way. Go to workonyourgame.net, watch the free 45 minute training. And if you are so inclined at the end of that training, I will share a link to where you can get on my calendar and schedule a time to talk with me directly about how to increase income in your business by implementing the strategies I'm going to share in that training. That is at workonyourgame.net. Now, getting into today's topic of the leapfrog theory of or leapfrog theory, period. This is about how you can leapfrog in your success. In other words, how to jump the line, how to jump ahead in line and create more success for yourself in less time than the average path would take you. And basically jumping ahead of what most people do, the path that most people follow to create success for themselves. How can you create the success faster? That's what this is about. It's about leapfrogging the process of success. So instead of having to go step one, step two, step three, instead of having to follow each step one at a time, how about you were able to jump five steps at a time? So you can get to the outcome a lot sooner and with a lot less effort. That's what we're talking about here today. I don't remember where I first heard of this phrase, but I looked it up and I found the following from a website called earlytorise.com that sums up my points pretty well. It says this, quote, no one has an obligation, moral, legal or otherwise, to work his way up through the ranks. Every human being possesses an inalienable right to make a unilateral decision to redirect his career and begin operating on a higher level at any time that he and he alone believes he is ready, period, close quote. So what we're talking about here today is that you don't have to work your way up through the ranks. You don't have to follow the same path that other people have followed to create success. You can get that success by doing things in a different way, still systematic, but a different system that achieves your outcomes easily and more easily and faster. If that sounds like what you're interested in, then this is the right episode for you. So let's get to it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is leapfrog theory. Number one, stop climbing the same ladders as everyone else. This is your first step. See, the first step to doing different than what everyone else is doing, like I told you in episode 1025, that the opportunity is always in the opposite. The first thing you had to do is stop doing the same as everyone else. That's the first step is you got to stop following the same pattern as everyone else so that you give yourself the option uh, and the opportunity to follow a different path. But if you continue following the path of other people, there's no way you can ever stop. No way you can start following a different path from everyone else if you're still following the same path as everyone else. So in many industries, people are instructed to, quote unquote, pay their dues. And some of you are working at jobs and companies in the industries right now where this is exactly what they tell you to do. Pay your dues and basically get in line behind the other people who have been in the game longer than you. So when it's your turn, then it's your turn. But until it's your turn, no, just shut up and stand in line. If everyone is to follow this, then the people who have been in the line the longest are the ones who get to win next and then so forth and so on. So basically, you got to put in your 20, 30 years, then you get a chance to be the winner. This works in one way. One way this does work is that the people with the most seniority get to win and therefore everything is predictable and everything's happening in order. So in that way, it does work because you know what's happening. The problem with this challenge is just because someone has been doing something for a long time does not necessarily mean that they are good at it. For example, over the years of being that I'm a public figure and I publish things you know, on social media, I often hear from people who are older than me, probably a generation or two or three even older than me. And I've been publishing for a long time. So there's been people of different 
age brackets, but older than me at whatever times who have offered me advice or any kind of feedback or they're basically just sharing their opinions on anything that I've been sharing. And their justification for offering such feedback is that they are older. That's their justification is that, well, look, you're 30, I'm 50. You're 40, I'm 65. You're 27, I'm 42. They offer their feedback with the justification of it being, well, I'm older than you and I have more experience in life than you. Therefore, my advice is sound and should be followed just for that reason alone. My answer to that is bullshit. Just because you are older and you have more experience in doing something does not necessarily mean that you are good at it, nor does it mean what you have to offer in that space is actually useful to someone else. And they are mutually exclusive. All right, the amount of time you put into something does not necessarily mean that you're good at it. Has any of you ever seen someone working at a job or running a business and they are not really that good at it, but they've been doing it for a really long time? Anybody ever seen that? Of course you have. All right, there's a woman working at the front desk in my building right now. They're always cycling out different front desk people. There's this woman who works there. I don't know what exact age she is, but she seems she's older than me. She's probably, eh, I would say she's probably in her 50s, maybe in her 60s. And she's older than me, probably a generation or two older than me, but she's not really that good at her job. See, the front desk job, I've never worked the front desk job. Actually, I have. I worked at the register when I worked at Pizza Hut when I was a teenager. But any kind of frontline type of work that you do, where you're the first point of contact, where no customers or clients or whoever comes into a business, and that's what the front desk is at a building, that person needs to be friendly, gregarious, those happy person, smiling person. They want to create a great first impression on anyone who walks in the building because that's what their job is, is to be that great first impressions individual. Remember, I went to a hospital once and a woman at the front desk had a little name tag, not the name tag, but the little R that they put on the desk that says what the person's name is. It didn't say that what it said or it said their job title. And her job title said was like the vice president of first impressions. It was something like that. That's what the front line person is supposed to be. This woman is the exact opposite of that. She never smiles. I've never seen this woman smile one time, even when I speak to her. And she's like even polite back to me. She doesn't smile. She won't say anything to you if you don't say anything to her. So if I walk by the front desk and look at her and don't say anything, she won't say anything. She won't say, hello, how are you? None of that. No smiles, no nothing. She absolutely should not be working at the front desk. And I don't know how the hell the company that she works for, who all they do is supply these type of workers, how the hell they hired her for the job. There must be a shortage of them being able to find good people if she even got hired for the job. I'm sharing all that to say just because you've been doing something for a long time and you've been in the game for a long time does not mean you are owed anything. So it doesn't mean you're good. Definitely doesn't mean you're deserving of anything. And it doesn't mean that you are qualified to lead anyone. Give you another example. I was the president of the Toastmasters Club in Miami Beach for a year and a half. This is probably six or seven years ago. Now, before I had taken over the president position, which is the highest position in the club, before that, I had been the second in command position. That person was like the vice president of education or whatever they called it in Toastmasters. So I had been the second in command, then I ascended to first in command. And the way that I got the position was different from the normal way that presidents get named in Toastmasters. Usually there's an election. A bunch of people decide they want to be president. They have an election. One person gets elected. They become president. It's kind of like they do in a government. But in this situation, I had been the second in command. A person who was first in command is a woman named Nanette. Now, Nanette had reached out to me one day and told me, look, with my work commitments and the stuff that I got going on in my life, Dre, I cannot be the president anymore. I cannot honor this commitment. So I'm just going to step aside. And since you're second in command, can you just step up and take the president's role and just take it over for me? And I said, fine, I'll do it. So I took over as the president and basically ran the club from there. I didn't have to go through the election process. 
And then when the next term was up, I just stayed on as president. So I was actually a president for like a term and a half in Toastmasters. So what ended up happening, and it shouldn't have happened this way, but it did, is that the person who became second in command to me, seeing how I had gotten my position, they assumed that because they were now second in command, that it meant they just got to automatically ascend to the president position after me. Now, this is the false assumption that people had, and I realized it, but I, honestly, I didn't really care what ended up happening. So I didn't really you know, set that person straight and say, um, just because you're second in command does not mean you get to be the next president. Because while that is how I had gotten the role, that doesn't necessarily mean that's how everybody else should have gotten the role, because not everybody else was built to lead an organization. I was built to be in a leadership position. I had the skill to be in a leadership position. The people who came after me because they kept doing it this way. They were not built to be in leadership positions and the quality of the club decreased. All right, the quality of the type of people who were being attracted, the membership went down. The overall ethos of what was happening in those meetings got worse after I left, not necessarily because I was so amazing, even though I am amazing. It's not because I was amazing. It's because we didn't have people who were qualified to be leaders of groups leading the group. And that's a problem. And it's only because people had this incorrect assumption about, well, I, because I put in this amount of time, I have seniority, which means I just get to naturally ascend to this position. That's not the way it's supposed to work, folks. I'll tell you another example. Tony Robbins talks about how he first got started in the coaching or the life-changing business, whatever Tony Robbins describes his work as. And when he was first trying to get into the business of just coaching people or changing lives or motivational speaking, whatever you want to call it, he was taking this class on, I guess it was a coaching class or an NLP class. And he was so excited by the information that he was learning that he wanted to go start helping people with what he had learned. But when he was excited at the end of one of the like the first sessions of this class that he was learning from and a bunch of his classmates were there with him, Tony was so excited that he wanted to go out and start coaching people with the little bit that he had learned to that point. And some of his classmates tried to set him straight and they said, no, 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 Tony, you can't do that. What you got to do first is go through the whole certification process. Then you go through an apprenticeship. And then you can go and actually work with people. But that takes six months. And, you know, this, you got to go through the process. You got to climb a ladder like everybody else has to climb a ladder. But Tony decided, well, forget that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to buck the system and do something different. And because of this decision, well, because of this decision and many others that he made, Tony had and still has a lot of haters in the industry because he jumped the line. He did not follow the same process that most of the other people in the coaching or life changing or motivation business, whatever you call that world, the personal development, it's called personal development. Tony has a lot of haters in the industry simply because he didn't follow the same process that all the rest of them did. He didn't go to some course and get certified by some coaching federation and get some certification from some college and all this shit in order to prove that he's qualified to coach people. He simply didn't climb the same ladder that the rest of them were climbing. He climbed a ladder, but it wasn't the same ladder as everyone else. I'll give you another example. I knew someone who was in the fitness industry and they were saying that they want to get more clients. And I said, all right, I gave them some ideas. Like, why don't you just go to this place, this place, this place, this place. You could even put bulletin board postings up inside of these buildings. This person would work with clients in like hotels and high rises and apartment buildings. Just put your advertisements up and just say, hey, if you're interested in working with me, then just take this number and call my number and I'd be happy to work with you. And this person was pushing back against me and saying, well, I don't want to do that because I don't have these certifications or I don't have a certain personal training certification, because there was a time I was thinking about getting a personal training certification. So I bought the book that you have to study and so you could pass the test. And I never even read the book. I wasted my money on buying the book. But the whole thing is, folks, the reason that those certifications exist is so that they can control you. 
certifications exist in a whole bunch of industries. And aside from the ones that are based in something that's kind of life or death thing. So if you're in any type of healthcare industry where there's a certification, or let's say aviation where you're flying planes, and maybe something like wiring electricity in people's houses, aside from things in that category, all these other certifications are bullshit pieces of paper that are all designed to control you so that you are going through their process so that they can control when you get access to doing what you want to do in your business. For example, I work as a coach. I have never taken any courses or any specific training on, oh, here's how you coach people because I don't need no fucking training on how to coach people. And the people who teach that shit don't have as many clients as me. They don't haven't done as much business as me and they don't have the audience that I have. So why would I go to their course for them to tell me what qualifies me to be a coach? All right. And the people who follow that stuff, uh, these are people who generally are the type of people who are generally more conforming type of individuals. I'm not that type of person, which if you listen to the show, you probably can understand. I just decided to climb a different ladder. All right. What I'm going to do is prove to people that I have the game by doing something like this show every single day. All right, you can listen to me talk. Right, just proof positive that I know what I'm doing. So when you work with me, all right, you're going to get even a higher level of what I'm doing here. So I don't need to get certified by some coaching federation or by somebody's you know, certified coaching process that proves that I'm qualified to be a coach. That's all nonsense. That is all designed to have everybody climb in the same ladder so that they can control the flow of the business. I'm not saying that you're a bad person or you're some kind of dummy. If you have one of these certifications or you're in the process of getting one, I'm just letting you know that there are other options. You don't have to climb the ladder that they put in front of you. You can climb a different ladder. But you have to have the courage to tell them, well, I'm not going to follow your process. I'm going to follow my own. And then you got to prove yourself correct. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is leapfrog theory. Number two, look for the shortcuts. Look for the shortcuts that can get you to the outcome without you having to go through the same process as everyone else. Now, disclaimer, while I do not recommend shortcuts all the time, there are times in life when you do have to put all the work in. All right, there are times and there are also times where a shortcut is applicable and useful. So this is where your skill of discernment comes in, your skill of judgment. For example, most high school basketball and football players cannot skip college and go play their sport on a professional level after high school. All right, that would be a shortcut. Skip college and go play on a professional level. Most professional athletes need three to four years of collegiate seasoning before they are physically, mentally developed and skill-wise developed enough to compete at the professional level. Most of them do. Now, the reason why this may perplex some people is because most of you notice and you remember the ones who stand out are the ones who don't need it, right? The LeBron Jameses, the Kobe Bryants, people who go to college for one year and then they're just amazing and then they go to the pros and they're great. But most, that means more than 50% of athletes who are at the professional level, I don't have the exact stats on this, but I would bet that it's true. I would bet money that I'm right about this is that or actor is a better term, is that most professional athletes needed or had, let's just say they had it, whether they needed it or not is arguable, but they had three or four years of collegiate seasoning before they became a professional athlete. Now, in football, you had to have three years, but in basketball, even most professional basketball players had three or four years of college before they went to the pros. So the ones that you know about who skipped high school or they did one year of college and then they went straight to the pros and they became amazing. Those are the exceptions to the rule. and. That rule is proven by every exception. And this is something that generally cannot be shortcutted. But on the other hand, in something such as the professional speaking business, you don't necessarily have to start out or the coaching business for that matter, or the course creating business, three areas where people feel like they have to climb a ladder and follow a certain process that they saw everybody else follow, 
or they saw certain people follow or someone's trying to sell you on. You got to get certified by me in order to be qualified to do this. In those industries, you don't have to start out giving away your stuff for free in order to reach up to the, let's say, the $10,000 or $25,000 per gig level. All right. In the professional speaking business, you don't have to give 100 speeches for free before you can start charging $500 for a speech or 1000 or 10000 or $30,000 for a speech. You don't have to give 100 free speeches. You don't have to pay your dues in that way. You go straight to $10,000 from the beginning if you want to. You can shortcut it and go straight to what you want. If you're in the coaching industry, as long as you can provide people value, that they can see the value in it, all right, you don't have to start out coaching people for $100 in order to start charging them $10,000 or $50,000. There's nothing stopping you from doing it right from day one, as long as you can sell it and as long as you can get somebody to buy it. All right, that's the game that you're actually in. The shortcut could simply be you declaring yourself to be in a position that other people take years to declare themselves to get to, and you decide you're going to get there in months or weeks instead of years, maybe even today. See, a disclaimer to this point is, again, if and when you do this, you're going to attract a lot of haters. And you're going to have people attacking you simply because you're not following the same process that they are following. But that doesn't mean that your process doesn't work. See, it's just they don't have the courage to do what you did. That's why they're attacking you instead of just saying, hey, how about I get on the same program they're on? The negative attention that you attract is usually proof that what you're doing is working. It's usually people who are not achieving anything don't get negative attention. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is leapfrog theory. Number three. Work on your mindset and stop talking yourself out of things that you believe or have been taught to believe you are unworthy of. This is a big part of leapfrogging. You can see the leapfrog is you to go from level one to level four without going through levels two and three. It's just jump straight up to level four. But it is impossible to do this if your mind is telling you that you are unworthy of jumping from level one to level four. See, if you think that you're not quite even good enough to get to level two, how are you going to leapfrog to level four? No, you won't. This is a mindset thing. And I've said many times here and many times in all my material that the majority of success and failure in life, folks, is based in mindset. It is the baseline, it is the foundation of all success, is the foundation of all failure. If you want to leapfrog in your success, in other words, you want to take 10 years of work and compress it down into one year, it's possible if you have the right mindset to do it. But if you don't have the right mindset, you can have all the right resources, tools, skills, and opportunity. Without the right mindset, you will blow your opportunity. You won't do it. You won't achieve it. You can still get there, but it's going to take you to normal 10 years. If you want to do it in one year instead of 10, that's the insight going from 1x to 10x. Like I talked about in episode 1177, you got to get your mindset right. That's where this starts. I talk to a lot of people every day who reach success, but they take longer than necessary to reach their success simply because they had to spend so much time on doing a lot of learning mindsets or unlearning mindsets that they have been taught or have picked up in or condition themselves to have based on what they had heard or had decided to believe about themselves. A lot of people reach success slower than they could because they had to undo and unlearn a lot of the garbage that they were taught along the line. So this could be the entrepreneur who, for example, stays three years longer than needed at your full-time job while you're running your business on the side because you didn't fully believe in your ability to take that entrepreneurial leap. Or the salesperson who waited 10 years to 5x or 10x the price of your offerings, not because you couldn't get 5 or 10x, but because you didn't believe anybody would be willing to pay it to you. And you didn't believe you were worthy of asking for that price. So you stayed small for a longer time than you needed to. This is 100% a mindset issue. This is not a skill issue. It's not a talent or opportunity issue. It is not a resume issue. It's a mindset issue. This is why the be, do, have principle matters so much. That's why I mention it so many times here. Whenever I bring up mindset, we usually come back to that. 
who you are being as a person then leads to what you do then leads to what you have. And who you see in a mirror matters more than what you are physically capable of doing. Let me say that again. Who you see in the mirror matters more than what you are physically capable of doing. So who do you see in the mirror? What is your mindset around your belief to do what it is you want to do and do it now? It doesn't have to take you a year. It can take you a month. It doesn't have to take you a decade. It can take you a year. It doesn't have to take an hour. It can take 10 minutes. It just depends on what your mindset is around what you think you are actually capable of and also what you think you're not capable of. That matters too. With that said, let's recap today's class, which is leapfrog theory, which is helping you understand that you don't have to follow the same process as everybody else. You can make the jump and jump ahead a few levels from everyone else just by making certain changes that all start with the way you think. Number one, stop climbing the same ladders as everyone else. And now there are some industries where paying your dues are necessary, but in other industries, you absolutely do not have to do this. And keep in mind that the dues paying that you have to do is, which is often literal, to build yourself up and make yourself, quote unquote, worthy of being at a certain level are usually controlled by people who make money based on keeping you under control. They make their money based on, well, you got to follow this process first. And you got to take this test and you have to get this certification. And then if you do all that, then we'll allow you to go out and start making some money in your business while the whole time they're making money off you and the trainings that they are telling you you have to take and the trainings that you have to pass, well, you absolutely don't. But you got to have the courage to say, you know what, buck the system. I'm going to do some anyway. Point number two, look for the shortcuts. Now, I don't recommend shortcuts in everything, but there are times when taking the shortcut is necessary if you can be strategic about it and your discernment skills are sharp. So in the coaching business or the course creating or speaking business, for example, you don't have to give out a whole bunch of free material in order to start charging $10,000 or $25,000 for your services. You can give out the free stuff if you want to, but you don't have to work your way up to a high price. You can start out at the high price. And as long as you can get someone to agree to and pay it, then you're worth whatever price somebody is willing to pay. And keep in mind that if you're going to do this, that you're going to be attacked by your haters and people who feel like you're not following the same process that they are because they're right. You're not following that process. But understand that the negativity you get from your haters is usually a sign that you're doing something that's actually working. And point number three, work on your mindset. Stop talking to yourself out of things that you believe or things that you have been taught to believe that you are unworthy of. This is mindset. This is the mental game. And the mental game is a big part of any of you wants to increase your income. You want to make more revenue in your business. One of the biggest pieces that will help you do it is getting your mindset right. You got to be clear on who you are, who you're not, what you're into, what you're going for, and what you don't want. If you're not clear on these things, then other people make these decisions for you. So sometimes people just move themselves to action too late or too slowly. Like the entrepreneur who stays several years at their long-time job just because they don't believe in their own ability to take the entrepreneurial leap. Or the salesperson who waits years to get the same product that they could have got 10 years ago, they're finally getting it now and they got to pay 10 times the price because they waited so long. Or they thought they didn't, weren't believe of asking anybody for the price that they ended up charging based on the information that they got. This is a 100% mindset issue, folks. It is not a skill issue. It's not a resume issue. This is why the be do have principle matters so much. So the question is, who do you see in a mirror? And does that matter more than what you are physically capable of doing? And answer to the second question is absolutely it does. Who you see in a mirror matters a lot more than what your physical resources or tools or abilities are. And that's why the be, do, have principle is what it is. And that's why all of you should be writing in your mental workbook right now as I speak. So with that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free every single day. And a text message to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And those of you who are business-minded business professionals, I want you to go to workonyourgame.net, access my free 
45-minute training, five seconds to easily increase your income without running yourself into the ground in a process, even if that's what you're already doing. That's at workonyourgame.net. Training is free. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.